Okay, here we go. Final segment of the night for uh, season six, episode 10, with the theme of um, alcoholic skinwalkers. This one is haunted intoxication stories. This segment is a collection of stories that have been the examples of why losing control of oneself will lead to certain doom. And what I mean by that, by losing control, is just drinking to the point where you black out. And, you know, one time Navajo Pedro got so drunk that he was starting to punch the walls. And I didn't really know, I didn't really know he was drunk because I wasn't standing close to him. And then uh, he was like saying that he wanted to go see the insane clown posse, the gathering of the juggalos. But he didn't have any money, didn't have no job, you know, he had no vehicle. So then he started punching the wall. And I just told him, I said, all right, man, I'm going to get going. Because when someone shows anger, you know, rage like that, it it starts to piss me off. And, you know, I don't want to fight anybody like that, you know, especially a good buddy, you know. So after I left, I guess he punched the wall so hard he broke his fingers. And one of his family ended up taking him to the hospital where they put a cast on him. And about like uh, three days later, I went back and I went to go talk to him and I saw his hand all bandaged up and I said, what happened? And he goes, oh, I got mad that, you know, I couldn't make it to the gathering of the juggalos. So I started punching the wall and I guess I punched the part where there's a two by four and I broke my knuckles. He goes, I said, ouch. And he goes, yeah. So I said, oh, okay. Then, you know, I just, uh, we started talking about, um, I don't know, random shit. I can't remember or movies, but, um, you know, there's stuff like that. But anyways, so this being a Halloween episode, let me tell you the first story that I would like to really, that I want to get off my chest. Okay. So earlier, uh, last year, my uncle died from Twajale. He was a pretty good dude, man. He told me and my late older brothers, a bunch of crazy stories. And, um, here's one of them. There's his, he has uh older brother than him, like two to three years older. And he's got some mental problems because he was messing, he was messing around with the um, traditional ways, mixing it with peyote. And then he got, you know, his, his mind kind of went crazy from that. But anyways, before his mind went crazy, he told him, he goes, Oh yeah. You know, the two couple over there, over the hill, the relatives, you know, I think is their auntie and her and the man that she married. So by this point, those two were, I think they were in their seventies and the old man, he lasted till about, uh, late eighties, early nineties. And his mother lasted to like 110. So she saw her baby boy <laughs> die before she did. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Anyways, his wife died year, uh, almost 20 years before he did. So anyways, those two, I guess they had this vehicle that was parked under the tree and it was under cinder blocks. There was no tires. So the brother that lost his mind, I guess he was on the other side of the hill. There's a road that went over. Now at that time there was a a family feud going on. And uh, so I guess he just, the, the brother that lost his mind, he was sitting outside and he was alone by himself and it was during the daytime. And that's what kind of makes the story a little bit more creepy as it took place during the daytime. Anyways, he was just, uh, I don't know what he was doing outside, maybe writing, drawing, or just looking around or 
whatever reason, he, whatever he was doing, he saw this vehicle coming up the hill. And it was that car that was sitting on the cinder blocks underneath the tree. He said he saw it coming up and he goes, wow, I didn't know they fixed it. But it was kind of coming up slow, like, let's say, um, uh, let's say five miles an hour. It was, it came up the hill and then it stopped and he looked inside the driver's side. I mean, he looked inside the windshield and the old man, he was sitting there in the steering wheel and he, and then his wife, his, uh, so the guy that lost his mind, his auntie was sitting right there and the car did like a 180 turn in midair with no tires and it floated back down the other side. I was like, Oh shit, man. That was like really a, a real creepy story. Like I said, it took place during the daytime and my mind was just going off the wall. It was like, how the hell did that happen? What was going on, man? It just like, I had questions upon questions, upon questions, upon questions and questions and questions. But, you know, I just let it be because, um, you know, I just was just so blown away by that story that I wanted to share it because no one else is going to tell that story. And you horn toed listeners, I know you guys are waiting for some of the juicy stuff to come out for Halloween. Almost a shit. But anyways, um, then the other story that I want to tell as far as uh, haunted intoxication stories. Well, now that first one, uh, he was not drunk when he saw this. But those two were drunk. So it just it just trips me out how, you know, there are stories that exist like that all across the res, some things that are so unbelievable. But um, here, here's another story I wanted to talk about. It was uh, one of my, uh, I guess he was un- an uncle, but um, there, there is um, the Route 66 Casino. Uh, if you know where that's at, it's in an area called... Uh, Rio Puerco or Rio Puerco. And, um, right there, uh, there's a dirt road that heads to the North and that comes in through like the Eastern side of, uh, Tuojile. And usually everybody goes down I-40 all the way down to exit 131. And then they go from there and then they drive North and enter Tuojile. And, um, so I guess this is a story the uncle told my brother, my late older brother, the alcoholic one, who was like a master at telling these scary stories, man. He was just like on point. I I really hope someday I get to re, uh, reach that level. Anyways, um, so he was, he, uh, the cousin or the uncle, he was cruising back and it was, the sun was going down and he was drinking in his truck and he was... Um, he decided to take that back road that comes in from the east. And at that time, like now it's paved, but back then it was all just washboards. And he went about a good, uh, I want to say a good seven miles in. And, you know, if you know this road that I'm talking about, there's nothing out there. There used to be someone that used to live like in that area, like back in the late 1800s but their house at all just it's just worn down nobody lives there yeah some damn uh Tuojale punks they um they not Tuojale yeah Tuojale punks they, they they pull down that little shed that that person used to live in anyways 
So this dude was cruising, and all of a sudden his truck started acting up. And, you know, he kind of kept kept trying to turn the ignition and step on the gas pedal. But he was also drinking at the same time. So uh, finally the the truck just kind of died out, and he just let it roll to a stop. And by this time the sun pretty much went down behind the mesa, and everything was like all red, kind of getting red, darkish red, you know. And he was, you know, drinking his booze. And then on this road, if you, when you're going north, there's a hill on your right side. So it's like on the east side of the road. All the way at the top of the hill, he saw a skinwalker figure. It was all black. And it like had like, um, kind of like bunny rabbit ears. I don't know another way to say it, but... Basically, he had long ears on top of its head. I'm just saying bunny, uh, like a bunny rabbit. Anyways, it started walking towards him. Then it stopped. And then this is the way I kind of remember the story going. It walked behind a big, huge sagebrush. And then it ended up closer, the next sagebrush down. And it got up from that and started walking towards the next one. And it disappeared behind that so basically it was zigzagging its way on down the hill and man this dude is just like freaking the fuck out man so he noticed it was getting closer to him that's when he you know it got dark and he was like do i just wait here like a dumbass and hope that somebody comes through should i try to fight it or should i just run home and to run home that's like another 10 miles so sure enough, even though he was drunk, he ran home 10 miles at night with this thing slowly, you know, chasing him. Now, why it just didn't attack him right away, I, I don't know. And, um, you know, obviously he was drunk and this is like the type of time these skinwalkers like to attack uh, Navajos is when they're drunk. So... As to why it didn't attack him, I I don't know. But just just hearing that part of how it came down the hill, you know, gave me the creeps. And it kept doing the same thing, you know. It it wouldn't exactly catch him and it wouldn't exactly catch up to him, but it was following him. And then when he finally got, I guess, the closer he got to his home, the more he saw the neighbors. And I guess that's when he started whistling or calling for the dogs and the dogs, you know, I guess they finally escorted him back. So that thing couldn't really follow him. So that was a, a creepy story. I've always wanted to share on this uh, podcast. And, um, okay, let me go jump on to another story that I've, I've been wanting to tell. Um, oh, it was my drunken brother. Um, the alcoholic one who passed away. He told me this one creepy story one time, man. I was in middle school. And he was telling me that he took off with one of his Navajo friends that he made. Um, I don't know if it was at, at like the, at the local college or at, the, um, at a job site, whatever. But anyways, they end up going towards, I want to say Cuba, Cuba, New Mexico. And I think they were my brother's car. So they picked up two other girls two other uh, native girls, Navajo girls. And I think they went towards Torreon, Pueblo Pintado, uh, Cuba, somewhere up in that area. And 
And then they end up taking a back road and they were all drinking, you know, and my brother was driving. I'm surprised he didn't kill them by, you know, drinking and driving, I meant. And, and then um, he says later that night, they end up parked at a spot and they went to a canyon area. And he he said that um, he, he put the car in park. And then later on, he, he kind of, um, well, they all passed out. All of them passed out. And he said he kind of got this creepy feeling he was being watched, but he did not want to open his eyes. And he felt something, whatever was on his left side, because he was at the driver's side, whatever was right there, that presence, it moved. When it moved, he opened his eyes. He barely opened his eyes. There was moonlight and he could see some figures standing around the car. And there was a, you know, he kind of slowly looked to his left. I mean, his right. His buddy right there, that Navajo guy was passed out. There was a, there was a dark figure, a humanoid figure standing there, like basically skinwalker, you know, just trying to observe who this person is. And, and then the way my brother said it, he was sitting, he barely looked up towards the uh, rear view mirror and there was like two more behind him. And then he looked in front of him. There was two more. I think altogether there was five. And then, um, so then, um, I think he said he honked the horn. He started up the car, turned on the headlights and he got the hell out of there, man. And those, uh, the, his passengers, I guess they woke up and, uh, he's, I, I think I remember him saying that they were screaming. So I think those things are running after them and those girls, they saw it and they were kind of like, so everybody pretty much sobered up. So he says that was the last time he ever wanted to leave the boundary lines of what he knows. And here's the last story I want to tell. Cause I'm at 14 minutes. I want to end this at 15 minutes, but, uh, it was a story about my dad. He was, um, hitchhiking and, um, you know, he was a really bad alcoholic, so when you get, if you know this area, um, to get to Tuojale, it's exit 131. There is a road that goes north. I guess, I don't know if my dad's vehicle broke down right there or if he hitchhiked and got dropped off there. But if you ever get to see this area and you know what I'm talking about, there to the east of the highway, I don't know, like half a mile, there's a mesa right there. And somehow my dad passed out and maybe he got possessed to climb over the fence, the barbed wire fence, but somehow I I think he walked his way up to the top of that, uh, Mesa and it's like a real flat Mesa. It's like a good 150 foot drop, you know, but I 40 is right there. So it's, it's got its own, uh, stories, its own tales, its legacies and all that. So my dad was telling me, he goes, yeah, I don't know how I ended up there, but I was laying on the edge of the, um, I was laying at the edge of the cliff and there's I-40 right there and vehicles are going by, you know, like, like half a mile away. And then he goes, um, something kept trying to push me over the edge. He goes, but I kept fighting back. He goes, and he goes, I never saw what it was, but I finally got up and I crawled away from the edge and I started walking 
back down the other side of that mesa and then i got to the highway then i got picked up and i went back home so but that whole build-up right there he was there's another story where um my my late older brother was telling me that the reason why my dad didn't get pushed over the edge was because he was too fat <laughs> so that's the um that's the funny part of the scary story but you know, there's a few more that I'll, I'll save for later, but, um, for right now, let's go ahead and end that. Uh, Oh damn, I'm at 16 minutes and 30 seconds. So, um, all I want to say is, um, that's just an introduction into the, um, the Halloween version of the podcast for season six. And, um, I greatly appreciate you horn toad listeners, you know, hanging in there, listening to every word I'm saying. And, you know, I, I'm trying to make this more interesting for you. And, um, let's just, um, Let's just get moving on to uh, episode 11 all the way to 22. So we're almost at the halfway point there, Horn Toad listeners. And so we'll see what we come up with for, um, excuse me, a Halloween episode. Other than that, um, this is the Native Ravager saying thank you for listening to the Clagato Veteran Podcast. And uh, thank you for supporting uh, my efforts to try to make a difference for the veterans and um on behalf of David over there, asshole, he took my seat, but um, that's okay. Uh, we just want to say once again, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and uh, that'll be it. So, yeah, see ya.